Hello, my name is Coach Pav and today I'm going to be discussing how you can tell if you are really recovered. Arguably the most important factor of structured training is recovery. We might spend thousands on fancy high-tech recovery gear, donate countless hours to aiding our body to bounce back post-training, and completely shift our mindset on our day-to-day -day lives, but how do we really know if we are recovered? Discussed in this podcast, why recovery is important, my top 5 tips to aid recovery, how to create a recovery-based mindset including the top 5 healthy living rules to avoid, Warning signs of being under-recovered. Objective ways to measure recovery, including common objective recovery measurements and limitations and challenges. And how to skip the guesswork and remove all bias. My top five tips to aid recovery. This part isn't anything new, and I'm at risk of sounding like a broken record, but I just simply couldn't write about recovery without naming my top five tips to aid your recovery. You know, repetition is the key to instilling this as a habit or behaviour. The following list isn't in any particular order, but I would still suggest that sleep is the most important. That being said, you can't neglect any of them, particularly if you want to supercharge your body's recovery. Sleep, get 7-8 to eight hours per night and, if you can also nap post-training, you're winning. Nutrition, eat adequate protein and consume far more fruits and vegetables than 5 a day. Stress, often not thought of for recovery, but stress is really destroying your performance. Warming down, not just the easy spin post-training, but includes stretching, massage and other tools to aid recovery. Mindset, for the reasons also discussed in this next chapter. I simply can't stress how important recovery actually is. Almost all the athletes that approach me for coaching are neglecting recovery and are simply overtraining. How to develop a recovery-based mindset. At some point during our lives, most likely growing up, we were all exposed to someone telling us to take the stairs instead of the elevator or lift. While this is meant well, it's not really applicable to athletes. Athletes who are training consistently are doing more than enough exercise. Adding more to be healthy isn't applicable. In fact, it's probably harming your recovery and therefore performance. Developing a recovery-based mindset isn't easy you're going to have to undo a lot of rules that you have allowed your mind to believe for years. Repetition will break old habits and form new, but it really is much harder than it sounds. Thankfully, you only need to create one rule in this process. This rule is just to ask yourself a simple question when you're faced with most decisions, pretty much any decision that involves one of the main aspects that will affect your recovery. While going about your normal day-to-day -day life, just ask yourself this. Is what I'm about to do going to aid my recovery, or will it actually harm it? Consider that for a moment. How many rules do you follow that harm your recovery? Here's my list of top 5 healthy living rules that I give you permission to break. That you have to take the stairs instead of the lift or elevator. That sitting is bad for you. That one alcoholic drink per night is good for you. That you can bank or catch up with sleep. That you have to play with your kids. Okay, the last one is problematic for many reasons. Perhaps parents get a pass on this. The key here might be to plan your training around your kids to ensure that you're not using the period right after training to play with them. 
The rest of the list is a simple humorous example of some of the crap we've all listened to, told ourselves and spread around that isn't true for an athlete. Of course, there are many more. Do you need to be perfect? No, not at all. Just be mindful of what you're doing throughout your day, especially if you notice any warning signs of under-recovery. The warning signs of being under-recovered. The funny thing about fatigue, or being under-recovered, is that it doesn't tend to happen suddenly. Of course, you might get some acute fatigue from a big ride or training session, but more often the chronic fatigue builds over a longer period of time. The good news is that you can use how you feel when you're acutely fatigued as a measure to gauge if you become chronically fatigued. Possibly the best advice you could take from reading this is to keep a diary of the following subjective measures. If you've not done already, start a mindfulness practice such as daily meditation to increase the chance you're actually becoming aware of these. Here's my list of top 5 ways to tell if you're under-recovered. You are getting unusually grumpy, short-tempered or have unusual low mood. You are unusually hungry. You're not sleeping well as normal. Your athletic performance is lower than normal. Or you get out of breath doing normal activities like climbing the stairs. You may have noticed that none of these are objective measures. This is partly because the next chapter covers some more objective ways, but also because you should really be able to tell when you're under-recovered too. Of course, there's no harm in having a helping hand or someone to remove the bias, but, like understanding pacing to feel, it is a skill which will be incredibly useful to you. Objective ways to measure recovery. There are loads of really useful tools and apps that can help you quantify whether you are recovered or not. Wearables such as Apple Watch, Aura Ring and Whoop can start to look at many different patterns among some common objective recovery measurements. Common objective recovery measurements. Heart rate variability, HRV, resting heart rate, RHR, body weight, sleep quantity and sleep quality. There's no doubt more we could add to this list too, but these might be the main ones. Note that sleep quality can be measured by a device. As such, I've included this in objective measurements, despite it being subjective too. Limitations and challenges. While this data is very useful and can serve as an important guide, it has some considerable limitations and challenges. The first, and possibly most obvious, is the use of heart rate for many of these measurements. We don't really see too much training to heart rate anymore, certainly not with power meters becoming more affordable. This is mainly because of how easy heart rate can be influenced. Factors such as stress, caffeine, sleep, hydration, temperature and many more can influence your heart rate. Your heart rate may vary quite dramatically for many reasons. While we can look at the big picture of this, it can be very hard to get a truly accurate reflection of recovery from this. Couple this with taking the heart rate from a limb, either wrist or hand finger with our examples, and you have yourself one potentially unreliable source. Similarly, we often avoid telling athletes to gauge weight loss based on one measurement and look at the bigger picture. Again, this is mainly down to how easy it is to influence one measurement. Factors such as what time you ate your last meal, your hydration level, the amount of glycogen in your body and how much waste you will have in your body can dramatically affect morning weight. Are these devices really worth it then? If you are able to appreciate the challenges they face and you can afford the expense, then yes. However, it is still very easy to take this information and create a confirmation bias, where you are simply searching for the answer or result you want to see. For example, you will find measurements that support the answer you want to see, like being recovered, when you're actually not. How to skip the guesswork and remove all bias. Ironically enough, my answer on how to remove the bias you might have on these decisions is potentially also biased. Work with a coach. It's often a reason why coaches are coached themselves. It's all too easy to make a decision based on emotion rather than logic. 
Having said that, if your takeaway from this podcast is to simply keep a diary of the subjective measures you can track on your own that I mentioned earlier, you are definitely on the right track. And that's it. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode on Are You Actually Recovered? If you've enjoyed this, please be sure to share it with your friends and leave me a comment or a thumbs up. Thank you. Once again, my name is Coach Pav and have an awesome day.